Date Night China, your guide to loving China with hosts Nathan, Rachel, and Eleanor. Every week, we'll bring on a different guest and share about topics related to dating in China: first dates, bad dates, breakups, and everything in between. We'll also have read-in stories and want you, our listeners, to get involved. Welcome back, China daters. This is episode eighteen with your hosts, me, Eleanor, Nathan, and Rachel. And today we have a really exciting and important topic to discuss today: kissing. Ooh, how do you guys feel about kissing? I mean, you guys know I love kissing. Rachel, so knows. I'm really excited about this episode. I, I think that should be one of the things, like, to tick off if you've been in Beijing. If you've not seen Rachel make out with anybody, <laughs> I yes. thought you were going in a direction of that. Okay, no. yeah. If you've, if you've seen me, especially outside comedy clubs, it's probably happened. Yeah. Well, if like like if you've been in a tuk tuk, you've had Peking duck, <laughs> um, you've been to Whole Hat Lake, you've seen Rachel kissing outside cafe. Is then this one of those to- bingo cards? Like, have you seen Rachel kissing outside cafe to the post? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so to kick off this episode, we actually have a question posed for us as hosts. So, are you ready for this? Yeah, hit me. So, do any of us remember our first kiss we had in China? Yes, um, I do remember. Um, So, when I was living in a small city, when I first moved to China, first a few months into it, um, I was at a Chinese club, which is really, really fun, really. (laughs) <laughs> um, met this Chinese guy. His English was very subpar. This was back when I spoke no Chinese at all either. Um, but uh, he was really nice. I had like my friend translate a lot for us. We were dancing together, and then he offered to walk me home, and then he kissed me outside. Aww. It was really nice. It was actually a really cute first kiss, like in China. It was really nice. That is cute. Did- were you expecting him to kiss you or were you hoping that he'd kiss you? Uh, like, I, knew, I knew he wanted to kiss I mean, he offered to walk me home, but he wasn't being like weird or creepy or anything. He was just being like really nice and sweet. It was like really cute. Okay. He also like met me later at the airport when I was leaving my first year. He like made Aww. a sign for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. He's like, a bit stalkerish, but okay, Nathan, what about you? Really, he was like such a nice, wholesome like guy he played guitar for me he was just it was it was cute it was a nice first memory <laughs> okay nathan uh yeah i think i'm, I'm not entirely sure but I, this is the nearest to the the start of my time in china uh in beijing um i was at paddy's and i met this uh australian air stewardess Ooh. And um, uh, they were just in town for just like like one night or two nights, and uh, it was just it was just really just straightforward. Like, do you want to come home? I'm like, yep. And then I think we made out in the tuk tuk actually. And then I went back. And then I went back to a hotel. <laughs> Nothing romantic about it whatsoever. It was very much of a, a transactional uh, type uh, but uh, did experience. You, did you kiss in patties or only once you got to tuk tuk? Uh, in the tuk tuk, I think. Oh. I'm curious. We can talk about this later, but I'm curious, like, how did you know you were going to, like, obviously the flirting and stuff, but the physical chemistry until you, like, kissed. But you didn't know that until you said yes to God. I didn't care. I think in the tuk-tuk, you're so closely confined that, you know, what other option is there but to kiss someone? What if you got the tuk-tuk and then you kiss and you're like, oh, this is a really bad kiss. And you're like, well, let me change my mind. I don't want to go. 
Anyway, it worked out. Well, you kind of, you know, you kind of pick on like, you know, body language, and and you know, you could tell that I thought, well, if if not to be funny, but like, I think she'd. I wasn't the first person that she'd asked to randomly come back. Oh, okay. Does that sound bad? <laughs> it's funny though. Does that sound bad? No, it's it's fine that you're like upfront and owning it. You're like, I don't care that I wasn't your first choice. It's fine. Um, but like, she, she it felt like she she'd done this before. It wasn't a first rodeo. Okay, she knew what to do. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I kind of figured Props that. to her, Australian stewardess. Yeah, I kind of figured that she wouldn't be um uh, she she'd be well versed in it. So, okay. Yes. Okay. Hmm. You know what? I've really been trying to rack my brain, but because it was it's so long ago, we're talking ten years ago. I actually can't remember because there was a lot of things happening <laughs> in the first time I arrived in China. But I do remember my very first club kiss with a Chinese person. When I say this, it's any person who's been in China. This has must have happened to you where your face is grabbed because you're at a table where you've been invited over to and someone just plants a kiss on you and you don't want it and it's like oh this is awkward I'm now going to run away so I remember that like it was yesterday because it was really annoying um but apart from that I actually don't remember who the first person I kissed in Chengdu was um so sorry to all of those people <laughs> I may have kissed. They're still listening, waiting for you to recognize them as their first kiss. <laughs> oh god! I need to eat more blueberries because apparently that helps with your memory. But um, anyways, uh, so we'll be talking about all things kissing. So carry on listening to us to hear us discuss these questions: Is kissing important? This is a big one. Do you always kiss on the first date and are there kissing expectations? So join us in segment two to talk about all of these things. Welcome back, China Daters. Today we're talking about kissing and the kissing situations you may find yourself in, especially in China. So talking about kissing situations in China... We had, Date Night China, we had our first ever mixer on the 20th of May for Chinese Valentine's Day. And it was a perfect event. And a few people did find their kissing partners. Uh, I, for mm. one, it was just incredible to be there. And also, it's kind of cool to know that it was so rowdy. It was so awesome. It was so epic <laughs> that we got shut down <laughs> because it was so loud. <laughs> That's what we do. Was it all of that serenading and, and with the karaoke? <laughs> the KTV was awesome. The karaoke was amazing. Like the vibe, the people, everybody had a great time mixing and mingling. We got so much great feedback too. People were so supportive and just like, wow, we had so much fun. Everybody's really friendly. Like, let us know when you're going to do more stuff because it was a great time. So if you weren't there, you missed out. Yeah. But we're going to be having more events in the future. And different events, like completely <laughs> different events. Yes. Yeah. So we have a lot of stuff, exciting things planned. So stay tuned. We want to do a lot more events because this one at XL, it was just a phenomenal first event for us. It was great. I think XL itself is just a great place to go and like meet other people and stuff like that as well, isn't it? And I saw as well, obviously I couldn't be there. It was really upsetting, but people could take their dogs. And what a great chat up line <laughs> to use your dog. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it worked for a few people. It did. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, there were hookups that night. It was like a lot of fun for us to kind of see see that progress. Um, and one of our friends, James, told us about a kiss that he had at our mixer event. Ooh. So we're going to share his story now. So he says, I didn't even know May Valentine's Day was a big thing. I headed to the bar expecting drinks with cool people. I was pleasantly surprised to see that it was a true Valentine's singles night with people ready to mingle. I met a woman and we instantly connected whilst talking. We decided to mingle with others but found each other again before the epic KTV. Later at another bar, we kissed on the dance floor. I loved that first kiss of the night because all the energy was there, the eye contact, the closeness, how much we were holding each other while dancing. It made me realize that these things happen when there are no expectations. I went to the bar that night looking to hang with friends. So when she and I were talking, it was just good conversation. With no expectations, I would have had a good night even if it just ended there at the mixer. When I was younger, going for a kiss had always been awkward. Like it was something I like had planned to try on a certain dates even before they started. But it's never been awkward in situations like the Day Night China Mixer where the kiss happened because it suddenly felt right for us. Now I'm thinking of the 90-10 kiss rule from the date movie Hitch. (laughs) That was James' story. First of all, how hot and sexy does that sound? What did he say? I love the first kiss because the energy was there, the eye contact, the closeness. We were holding each other while we were dancing. dancing. That sounds really steamy to me. That I feel like, like he set the scene really well there for me to feel as if I was there watching <laughs> it. <laughs> Do you need a moment, Al? <laughs> Maybe. I, it's the inner creep in me coming out, you know. <laughs> I do have a question, though. What is the 90-10 rule? I've never heard of that. Mm, don't watch Hitch oh my god Will Smith explained it perfectly but you know what because we're going to be talking about rules and expectations later we're going to come back to that and we'll explain it to you a bit then um so yeah keep listening okay that is a a fantastic story I love that and well done on James for going and getting some that's for James yeah so we're really happy that great kisses happened at the mixer um, you know, we're all lovers of kissing in this podcast. Um, so we're going to dive into this topic a little bit more and talk about like, how does it even happen with kissing somebody for the first time? And there's some questions that pop up when you're kissing somebody that you just met or when it's just happening for the first time. So first question, I guess, is do you always kiss on a first date? You sound so enthusiastic about that. <laughs> The question is, Rachel, do you always kiss on the first date? (laughs) I was thinking about this, like, I guess it, it, you know, as you get older, your first kiss, I don't know, for me, it was like, oh my God, my first kiss really special. And it was like, you know, I I, I think that's something I wouldn't have done when I was younger. But now, like, you get older, you have more experiences, you you go on more dates, you, you know, you get older. So now I usually would kiss on a first date. If you're feeling the vibe, you're reading the signs, you know, all of that. If, if I felt the first date was really good, mm-hmm. I will. Yeah. Yeah, i got to be honest. I'm like, on, on first dates, you know, it'd be nice to get a kiss. You know, I'm not disappointed if we don't kiss. But if the vibe is good and all mm-hmm. the energy's there, you think, well, it'd be great to kiss. Yeah. Because it yeah. feels it feels like it's going well. Not that it's expected. Mm-hmm. Um but I think if it's going well, then that intimate, all the things that James was talking about, the closeness, the intimacy, the the eye contact, the the signs, you know, I think it's, but both people could be willing to, you know, say, yeah, we're going to kiss. Um, but if you're not, sometimes I've been on dates where I've not kissed 
Mm-hmm. And, that, and it felt natural that, yeah, we're not going to kiss. Yeah. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, like yeah, we're not going to Yeah, kiss. it's like the feeling, the vibe. I think it. the first yeah. date always kind of defines, uh, is this going to be something where we have a kind of sexual chemistry or is this going to be more of a friend thing? And then I'm not going to lie, there's been times when I've, kiss someone just to kind of be polite but I haven't really wanted to and then it's just fizzled out by itself yeah I think it's because I just feel rude when they make the effort to come in you know and then you're just like oh this person's put themselves out there I kind of have to kiss them back yeah but then do they expect more after that like oh she really likes me she kissed me back yeah that's the problem Because I guess it's leading them on because I guess if you kiss them back, then they think, oh, yeah, I'm in with a chance. And really, you've just led them on. So it's kind of mean, but I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, yeah, it's not the best way. Do you usually have signs throughout the date, though, like, oh, this is probably going to lead to a kiss? Like, whether it's like the eye contact you're making or like gentle, like touching. Mm. I mean, grabbing a hand or like telling a joke and like you you kind of feel like, oh, this is. You know that, like, you know when you're having a conversation or a little bit of banter and that gentle kind of push, you know, that I think those kind of signals, I think touching is is important. Do that again, do that sound again. (laughs) I can't even remember what I did, like, oh, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. But, um, yeah, I think eye contact is important, you know. What is it when people say someone looks at your eyes and your lips and your eyes and your lips or something, they're about to kiss you? Yes, it's like the up down the triangle thing, right? Mm, yeah. Like you like eyes, then down the lips, then back at the eyes. So how is that a triangle? Maybe it's not a triangle. <laughs> well, no, I that, but I don't know why. <laughs> Look at one eye and down. <laughs> 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 You've got to clearly look at one and then clearly look at the other eye and then down at the mouth and then back up, like, just keep going round. So you should have a little circular motion I in wish, your head. I wish you guys could see this. Made him look like a crazy person right now. I feel like you pass out. Motion. Like... <laughs> going round and round but I do I'll be honest I I I don't always feel like you have to have a connection to kiss someone because like I said before I've kissed someone and actually there hasn't been a connection just to be polite so I think there is that but I think it's better to kiss someone when you do have a connection yeah I think it comes it comes down to like a lot of different things too like the situation where you're at what you're looking for what you know because like (laughs) I don't know, I was thinking there's different locations. Like when you're at a club, it happens more easily. And, you know, I've kissed people in clubs or bars where you're like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I've met you, but like there's no real connection. I don't even you know. I'm dancing, even... I'm grinding, like, yeah, I want to yeah. kiss too. <laughs> well, in the moment, I guess it's just a physical connection, but it's not like anything more than that. But then there's other situations where you wouldn't have a kiss like that so easily or it would be like a more chill kind of bar. Um, the situation would just be different. Yeah. So when we're talking about the connection with a person, then I suppose that brings us on to the importance of kissing. So mm. how how important is kissing or the first kiss? Does it depend on the situation? Because you're right, like that sort of like that physical thing in a club or just like grinding up on somebody, you're not going to get that on a first date. If you mm. if you're having a trying to get to know somebody, it's going to be a different type of vibe. It could transition into the physical thing, but it's a completely different thing. Um, so, you know, some people say that you can have great communication but can't communicate a kiss. 
So, you know, is it about, is it a mix of like timing and location, nervousness, overconfidence? Does overconfidence work on girls? I, I feel like it does. Sometimes it's annoying. It, like, you don't want someone arrogant. It depends. Like, oh, confidence is really, really good. But when it becomes across, like, arrogant or, like, cocky, yeah. then it's, you know, everybody's different, too. I think every person has different boundaries. And, like, some, you know, of course, some, some girls love that. Some girls don't. But you know what? Or, like, some people, you know, if someone turned around to me... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But if someone turned around to me and was like, I really know that I can see that you want to kiss me, I'd be like, ugh, get away from me. Like, that sort of thing would be annoying. To me, that's overconfidence and arrogance. Like, okay, if we're flirting and there's signals, why not just, like, get in there? Because then kissing isn't important. Your personality is taking over. And now I'm like, mm, you've just put me off here. Hmm, I think it depends how they say it, though. Hmm. I think we talked we talked about this a little in the group before we recorded this episode. And somebody had a great point of like when you use it in a teasing way, like you know, like if you're like, oh, I see you really want to kiss me right now, or like hmm. you know, oh, you, I don't know, if you do it in the right way with the right tone and it's not coming across too cocky, yeah. I think it could be well. True. Yeah, I agree with those points, but. I do think it very much does depend on the person or the situation. And I think all of those things like location and timing, they're all really intricate parts to like what happens with a kiss. And, you know, if you do decide to to kiss someone, because, you know, you, you, when you're in a bar or like a deep and deep, dark and steamy environment, there's all that setting. Or, I don't know, Rachel just gave me a face. <laughs> but no. if you were outside, you know, like on a bike ride, I don't know. Is that the perfect time to kiss? Well, maybe it could be, actually. Um, can, can I... This actually reminds me... Um, I know a guy, or I know a girl who told me about a guy who did this in Beijing. This was his move, right? Let's call this guy Derek, okay? And mm -hmm. um, uh, so if you can hear a cat-like sound, that's exactly what it is. It's my cat um, who wants to be in the podcast. But Margot, you can't be in the podcast. Anyway, so Derek... <laughs> He used to like purposely sit across the table from a girl and then he would then suddenly like halfway through when the girl was talking, he'd then look at the sides of the table, start eyeing it up and start feeling it. And then he'd just say, no, this is no good. And then he'd get up from his side, walk over and then kiss her. Oh, Whoa. okay. <laughs> okay. I kind of like that. Oh, I see Kat's bum. <laughs> Lovely. I mean, that's kind of like a, a funny, unexpected thing. I mean, I like that. I don't know. It's pretty ballsy. It yeah. is ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But I mean, yeah. I don't know how I would feel about that. That's the same thing. Like, some girls would go for that. Some girls wouldn't. I think it depends on who they are and their personality. But I don't really feel that comfortable with PDA, like public displays of affection. And you guys know this. So if someone was to like kiss me in front of loads of people, although I've, as I've said it before, like, I've done it when I'm drunk or whatever, but I'm, I don't actually feel comfortable if I was sober doing it. Hmm. I mean, that's a good thing to, to point out when it comes to first kisses. Like if somebody's not into PDA, like a change, you know, it's just different. Some people really like it. Some people don't. I don't mind PDA. But I think as James yeah. said in oh, his okay. story, like knowing the right time and feeling the body language, body language, that's like body language makes or breaks, I think, when a kiss is about to happen. But he makes a really good point of letting things happen naturally. I think sometimes if it feels too forced, then you know, the level of importance for kissing kind of like goes out the window because it just doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't really feel real. 
don't so know. Are, are there any things that like is like are there any things that people you, are there any things that people do you feel that give those signs? I mean, yeah, getting closer, like the little touches. But one of the things I don't know whether it's a myth that came from the game, that popular book and TV show about. Uh, for guys about how to pick up women. But one of them was um, if you see a girl like, you know, just playing with her hair, you know, that means that she's she's mm. massively into you or she wants to be physical. But I play with my hair all the time. I think it's just like a, a habit thing. So I'm not That's sure. I think it's maybe, you know what I've heard in, in a different way to that, that when girls actually move their hair, so I'm doing it right now, to their side and it's kind of like showing their neck, that's the sort of body language that you should look out for because it's kind Ooh. of like giving you the in and you know what are the yeah. there's like different parts of your body that are like points what do you call them oh it's gonna annoy me zones. yeah and I think the neck or the ear is like one of them so it's that sort of thing and you know women wear uh, most women I think I don't know don't quote me on this wear perfume so it's like letting off your pheromones or whatever you're wearing and it's all to do with smell and things like that that's another good point like smell is a big part of kissing someone you know don't you think yeah you got for mm. a guy you gotta have a good cologne you know mm. yeah but um yeah. So I guess that leads to, is sexual chemistry necessary when you kiss someone? Um, I kind of feel like it's like it's a precursor. I know, you know, I was kind of thinking sometimes that's the first signal that you have physical chemistry or sexual chemistry with somebody mm. is you have that first kiss. kiss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I don't know if it's absolutely <laughs> necessary. No, for, I don't know. For me, I, I think... I don't know. It's, I think it's a precursor to kiss it to, to to sex or whatever comes after that. If it's yeah. a good kiss and the chemistry's there, then that should amplify to wow. I, I, I like we would if we we took this further, it it'd be great, right? You know, because it's it's the same sort of vibe. Do you think that right? people ask that question though about sexual chemistry and, and physicality? It's because nowadays it's just normal to meet somebody in a bar or in a club or at a restaurant or at an event and kiss them there rather than actually dating. Or am I? Is that a social norm, or is that not really what people do? Or maybe is that just the expat life in China? Is that really how you meet and then you end up kissing someone? I think that's a good point. Like I think maybe it depends. It's also like a cultural thing too. Like maybe it's mm. our age group. Maybe it's where we live. Maybe it's an expat thing. Maybe, but you know, people from different countries have different cultural things as well. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like I mean, especially expats. You're gonna. There's a lot more. The hookup culture is way bigger. No matter what country you're in, forget China. Um, but um, no matter what country you're in, I think if you're an expat living in a foreign country the hookup culture of just kissing and then you want to go back and whatever, do do whatever. Yeah. Or go here, whatever. Do it's, whatever. It's <laughs> but I think actually this brings up another question that we were going to talk about. So what kind of expectations come with kissing, especially when it comes to different cultures? Like are there rules or are there expectations? You know, we were talking about this the other day. Rachel, you brought up a really good point of the fact that there's kissing etiquette, isn't there? When you meet someone, like some European people do one kiss and then there's two kisses on the cheek, this is. Oh and gosh. then there's like, yeah. like South Americans that do three times. Yeah. In America, we don't greet people with kisses. Like I never did that. You shoot a gun in there. <laughs> yeah. 
at least in Texas we do. I mean, like, so when I moved abroad and started hanging out with like Europeans and, or like Mexican people from all over different countries, like there's- Wait, 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 wait did a French guy do that? You're like, are we married now? <laughs> me. Like, are you my boyfriend? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not like some like country bumpkin. Oh, like, come on. And then wow. she learned, no, it's totally acceptable to go around kissing everybody. So that's what she <laughs> went with. That's what I've learned in China. But, you yeah, know, you run with it. I was like, all right, this is okay here. I'm gonna do that. Um, but it was different. Like when I first met people, and I was like, oh, it's a different like cultural social norm of like kissing can be very casual in some cultures as a greeting, and like there's nothing wrong with that. People do that, guy, girl, doesn't yeah. matter. Um, so. I think that's something to be aware of when you're kissing people from different countries. Yeah. And I think also being American, is this true? Do people actually have the expectation that their first kiss with someone should be like perfect and they do that little kick and like they're standing <laughs> in front of a fountain and, you know, the American kiss? <laughs> you know, growing up in America, uh, we, I mean, I'm, I'm a super romantic. I love like rom-coms. I love all that stuff. But there, did you guys ever see Princess Diaries? Yes. <laughs> okay um, oh my gosh love I shouldn't that. have answered that um, so quickly they talk about the, the, the pop-up the um what did, what do we call that the the, the kick yeah the yeah, kick I when you like somebody and it's so good that your leg pops up that was so big in that movie and it like it, you're like oh my god that's a signal I should look for I feel like no it's not <laughs> No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like, listen, I know that it's not like that, but it, that you see that in movies sometimes where it makes this movie perfect moment for your first kiss or mm. like a kiss like that. Yeah. But I think it's like a first kiss doesn't have that expectation. I don't think most Americans would be like, my first kiss had to be perfect. I mean, whose first kiss is absolutely perfect though? Oh, so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Nathan, you got the story there. No, but... <laughs> Going back to the story when James was talking about the 90-10 kiss, so here's something, you know, what is said in the film Hitch is basically you shouldn't always go the full 100% of the way, like there should be, you should get, you should only go 90% of the way and then wait for the other person to like kind of meet you in the middle. So then that kind of gives them the option whether they want to like back out of it or, you know, give them a chance to kiss you back. So I guess that is all about signals, but it's also having an expectation of, I don't know. Well, no, it's called a rule, isn't it? Is it really a rule? I mean, I don't think people always follow that. Maybe I've not followed that rule. <laughs> maybe for a first kiss, it's a nice rule to follow, but I think, you know. Nathan, what do you do then? Well, I mean, but again, it depends on the... I just go straight up. Like dog's right now. <laughs> I got I got 110%. <laughs> yeah, good choice. Yeah, yeah, 110%, just to be sure. Um, well, like, the whole, like, I get, I get the, okay, so I understand it now, the 90%, it builds up that anticipation, you know, it's like, you know, waiting mm. for the, waiting for it to happen, you know, it's it's almost better than actually it happening. Yeah. You know, that 90%. Like yeah, 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 you know, yeah. you want to you wanna elongate that as much as possible. And yeah, there's some situations that call for that. Maybe it elongates situ- other things too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I think I can see where that would, like, work. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm totally for the 90-10. Mm. The, the 10 also, especially for a first kiss, the 10% gives that other person a chance to opt out or to say, like, mm. oh, am I feeling this? Let me meet you. Let Like, I'm in it too. It, it's just a nice way to 
let them feel it too. Yeah, definitely. We're talking of expectations, actually. This is something I I wasn't quite sure whether I should actually bring this up. But since we've had like a story about it, I don't feel that bad. But I've had conversations with people before where if two people don't have similar lips, the expectation of the kiss may be bad because, you know, maybe if you don't have the same size lips, then, you know, like it, do- it doesn't work very well. I don't know. I don't feel that way, but I've had conversations where people have got those expectations. Have you kissed somebody with different size lips, lips than yours, though? Yeah, I have, but I don't, I, I don't really think it's an issue. But Nathan, didn't someone tell you a story? Yes, they did, which I've totally got prepped if you just bam for a second and uh, <laughs> fill the tongue with, with something else. Oh, but, oh, you know, I was just going to say, but you know, like some girls get really like a lot of lip injections. I, I've always wondered what it must be like to kiss. So like, does it feel real? That would irritate me. I think I'd be a little bit scared to kiss someone with like a lot of lip injections because, you know, what if it's like filled with cement? <laughs> And you get bruised. You never know. Um, uh, So now I'm prepared for this story. So uh, this was from, she didn't specify whether she wanted a pseudonym. So I'm going to blame her for that. She should have thought of it ahead. But Ash wrote in, and uh, here's her story. Uh, Had a gorgeous Italian man with hair the colour of fire on a lovely walk in the park. We were getting along great, so decided to go back to my apartment. He went in for a kiss. The moment was great. The timing was right, but his lips were as stiff as cardboard. It was like he was pressing his face on mine and he didn't know what to do with his lips. He stuck his tongue out like a snake. No soft massaging movements. No, it was like we, he wanted to penetrate my mouth with his tongue. I think it would have been similar to kissing a lizard. His hands were pinned to his side. I tried to tell him what I liked, but it was lizard tongue or nothing. <laughs> Thanks for the most memorable, awful kiss, guy. Oh, that sounds horrific. Tongues freak me out, to be honest. Like that. <laughs> no, but stiff lips. So he is just like, oh, it's like a headbutt lip. I don't know. I don't know. I can imagine the lizard movement, just like a, you know, like a. I'm, we, we, it's like, a podcast, it so nobody knows what's going on. No one can see us. <laughs> I feel like a, a stiff tongue and a, and stiff lips are, are just going to make that really awkward, aren't they? Yeah, I tell you what, I've I've found difficult sometimes, like before kissing somebody when they've like they've got blatantly got a bigger mouth to mine. Mm. You know, because like the extent of where they can go, the range of their mouth to mine is like sometimes you just get devoured. You know, like, I thought I you liked being devoured. Right, yeah, I mean, I don't mind it, no. But like, you know, getting a rhythm uh, is is important. You know, that's very much getting a rhythm. Some people don't know how to get like to change their rhythm, and that's difficult. So here's yeah. a question: If people don't have any rhythm with kissing, does that mean that they won't have any rhythm in bed? Hmm. Mm. That, I mean, that's a hard question. Is it directly correlated to your skills in bed? I don't know. I don't know. But um, just quickly, before we wrap yeah. up this um, segment, there has been a lot of discussion also in a group about being asked to kiss. 
Um, I know Mandy brought up some really good points, actually, which you mentioned earlier about like kind of how the, well the communication is done. And I think there's expectations of people who are quite shy people. Um, they're probably wondering, how am I going to kiss this person or how are they going to know that I want to kiss them? So asking them is just a natural thing for them, maybe shyer people to do, right? Because they can't really read signals. But she made a really good point of saying, you know, it's okay. Um, to ask someone to kiss you but maybe just do it in a I don't know what the word is but she put banterish way but I'm not sure that's going to relate to everybody yeah like in yeah, a fun think, way yeah because I, I get that I I think um yeah people are different and not everybody's gonna be like super open just jumping in for that first kiss and I think it's totally fine if a guy's like, hey, I'm going to ask this girl a kiss. Like, I want to be respectful or whatever. But there's a way to do it, like, in a fun way that's not going to kill the vibe or anything. It's just letting her know, like, hey, I, you know, I want to make this move on you. Maybe a rule of thumb is uh, if you're not feeling the signals or you you don't, you're, you're not sure. experienced enough or you're not sure, then, then ask, you know, <laughs> yeah. because it could be a, a very sticky situation. Yeah. I also yourself. think like the more genuine you are in who you are as a person what your personality is whether or not you ask a question it's less likely to change the mood because they'll probably be able to read that you're a bit shy or you're not really quite sh you can't really read their signals um but yeah I don't know I think there's so many different things that you could discuss about kissing and is kissing important but I think there's no real answer to that it's just there are a lot of different ways that you could look at it and it really does depend on the situation that you're talking about when you're kissing someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's really dependent on the people, where you're at, all of that. Um, we had another person who wrote in just some thoughts about it. I don't know if we will really have all the answers to dive in, but she was just saying she's really interested in hearing more about like the correlation between how strong the connection is and how good the kisses are. So like, is the kiss going to be better just based on a connection that you have with somebody? Like if you're really feeling it, is the kiss going to be better automatically? Or is, you know, of course, like physical part plays into that mm. or like what to do when the connection is strong, but the kissing hasn't been great. So like, what if you connect super well, like emotionally, all of that, but then physically don't connect. And then lastly, the extent to which two people can feel differently, like about the kiss, like one really loves the kiss and then that's somebody else, like, yeah, somebody else is I, not feeling it at all. How, does, you know, you, how are you meant to know that? Though? Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. Because really... think... unless they tell you, I thought that was horrible. <laughs> like, Or they pull away with a face like, ugh. I think, like, you know, if, if you've got a situation like that where you're just going on and, like, one person's really into it, it's like, oh, my God, this is amazing, it's super hot, and the other person's like, meh. You know, whatever. That the person who's like the meh needs to eventually either say something or just like think this is not gonna work because that means that they're putting up with a relationship that's not fulfilling a, a very big part of of what they need. Because I think it's also it's not just kissing, it's the intimacy, it's the touching, it's the feeling close or protected or loved, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you if it's so different, then it needs to it needs to come to a head eventually. Um, and that's not, I'm not, that's not a pun, you know, or anything, <laughs> um, you know, or, the, or maybe it's a discussion, you know, that's all it is. Sometimes there's communication yeah. barriers. I, I think it, I think it all, every episode, I think we say this, it all just comes down to communication. Like whether you have a connection with a person and you're not feeling the kiss or you are feeling the kiss, but not the connection, it just comes down to communication. 
All right. So we're going to move on. And next segment, we are going to have some fun stories for you. So keep listening. So China daters, we've got some really good kissing stories for you today. Have you had good or worse kissing experiences in China compared to at home? Well, some of you listeners have actually provided us with some really good kissing stories. So let's just get stuck in and read them out. So the first one we've actually got is from one of our listeners called Patience. And this is in China. So she says, my horrible kisser was when I was dating this one person here a few months ago I first kissed them when we were so drunk I didn't recall what it was like but then when we went on a date a few days later during the date we kissed sober and it was like they completely forgot where my mouth was and all they had was a huge tongue just all over the bottom half of my face (laughs) I can't handle that oh no I'm picturing like, you know how a dog slavers like a big kiss on you? Yeah, like... (laughs) With like all slobber down your chin. (sighs) Do you feel like, what if this guy was just like, turns out to be an amazing lover and kisser only when he's wasted? And when he's sober, he just just like, he just forgets all of it. Because he can like literally slobber you to to be wet. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, I couldn't handle that. I'm sorry, Patience. That sounds awful. What a great story, though. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, let's hope. Maybe this one will be better or worse. We'll let you decide. Okay, so this is from Kyle. Um, and this one is also in China. First one was a horrible kiss. It was back in college. The person I dated didn't have so much dating experience. Uh, we hung out on a rooftop. It was like 9 p.m. in the summer. He asked me for a kiss. I thought, why not? And then he kept kissing for like one hour and more. Not only kiss, but squeeze. I just want to caveat here. I don't know what that means. Kyle didn't elaborate in the story, but he goes on to say. Hugging? I have no idea. Squeezing what? I don't know. His butt cheeks. I don't know. Um, He says, you know, people usually close their eyes while kissing. So I'm assuming that this person didn't. Uh, but it was really so long. So I opened my eyes and looked at him to see if he had any thoughts to stop. Obviously, he didn't. With the chirping of crickets, biting of mosquitoes, he finally stopped. Thank God. But the next day, no wonder, my mouth swelled up. <laughs> oh, no. What, that because is... of the mosquitoes? He did. Or for kissing for an hour straight. Maybe a combination. Yeah. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> totally off topic. But someone that I lived with actually got bitten on the mouth by a mosquito. So that's why I was asking. <laughs> but yeah, oh gosh. So his mouth swelled up from kissing too much. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, for it to do it for like a one hour, you, you would want to know when are we going to stop doing this, right? That's got to be Guinness World of Records somewhere, surely. I bet that is. Yeah. I, bet, I bet it's but a lot longer than an hour. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's a day I heard some people were like kissing straight for. I don't know how you Great do that. Great <laughs> 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 It's me. It's me. I am the world. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, actually, um, uh, Kyle, bless his heart, he actually had another story for us, and this might turn us around. This one's a better story. So he writes uh, a completely different situation, different person. Uh, the other one was a good one, which I recommend. It was in a pub, a kiss from a stranger with a piece of ice in their mouth. It was amazing. Ice in, ice out, ice in, ice out, until it melted. Oh, wow. what was that, Rachel? I've done the ice thing before, though. It's nice. Have it's you like, like that before? <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's some um, sexual chemistry. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's, it's like a different like um, sensation, having the coldness. I mean, you know, it's like Ooh. when people play with other things when they're, you know, like... What other things? <laughs> but wait, I wonder how big the ice cube is. What if it was to get stuck in your mouth? That would be awkward. Also, not very quickly in your mouth. It's like a regular size ice cube. And you just pass it back and forth, and then it you know it melts as you pass it back and forth. What if it's you know like you get in the big whiskey glasses where it's a big round ball of whiskey? Oh, 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 nice. <laughs> you guys are making it impossible. It's a regular ice cube. You just have fun with it, okay? No, no. <laughs> just hold it between both of your mouths. Just in, out, in, out, <laughs> melt it down. Like a massive gobstocker. Gobstocker. Yeah. You try to eat. Now that could be a world record competition on its own. How quickly yeah. can you melt the I mean, ice cube? You're not even kissing. You're just sucking on an ice cube together, right? Like mm. it's that big. But also, I I have a bit of a um, question from this story. He recommends this kiss, but we have no idea who it was with. So, oh, right, wait, he's recommending the ice cube. Okay, I got that right. Uh, Idiot, sorry. Wasn't listening. Yeah, so write, in, write in, if you if you want to experiment this weekend, then uh, use an ice cube. But don't use the big round ones. It'll be difficult. <laughs> it sounds like you're offering out your services here, Nathan. <laughs> well, we need to make money somehow. This advertising is not working out. <laughs> the next story is from Bella in Beijing, China. She says, My friend had kissed a girl in Aurora. By the way, if you've been to Aurora, that place is dangerous, especially like after 2 a.m. Is that because you're there, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm praying on people after 2 a.m. Um, no, it's just like, like, it's like that kind of like seedy club scene. So like, you just have to be careful. <laughs> be careful. Don't go too drunk. Um, anyway, so she says, my friend had kissed a girl in Aurora, but she's not a lesbian. At the moment, I guess she met a girl and they enjoyed kissing each other. The girl she kissed is a lesbian. They even did a French kiss, but after that night, she regretted what she did. Mm. I feel like, I feel like this is an interesting story because I think this happens with maybe guys and girls where you're like playing around with the idea of like, Oh, I'm going to make out with a girl tonight if you're straight or if you're a gay person or not. I don't know. Maybe you just like want to try it out or you're not sure. Maybe she regretted it because she was so drunk and stuff yeah. like that. I don't, I mean, who cares who you kiss, what what yeah, kind of gender matter. they are. Like it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really mean anything like kissing is kissing. And I think that it's totally fine to kiss someone that you just have chemistry with. Sure. Mm. Yeah, it depends on your comfortability. Maybe she just wasn't, you know, comfortable, comfortable with it later. And maybe she was really drunk. Maybe, you know, there's all these situations. Yeah, I say good for her. Good for you kissing a girl. But you did it again yeah. after that, even though you felt awkward. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, those moments, yeah, it happens. Um, okay, our last story is uh, from Mandy. 
when she was at home. She said, worst kissing ever was in the States. He aggressively shoved his tongue in my mouth, but then just dead fished it. He had like a big ass tongue, so it was a mouthful. Really heavy saliva too. Was awful. He also used to get drunk and say he was going to marry me, even though we weren't dating. Now he's engaged to somebody with the same name. Why is my life so weird? Oh. What is heavy saliva? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Is that where they, where they kept it in their mouth for so long and not swallowed? Is it the mass or the amount, or is it a combination of the like? Is oh it, yeah, is it heavy weight? Like or a thick heavy gravy. Thick? Is it like a thick gravy? Oh. Could you imagine having someone swish gravy around your mouth? Ew. <laughs> Oh, we're really sorry, Mandy. That sounds, uh, that's that's You know, I, I have kissed people where they think, you know, they've sort of like they. It's almost like they went to a kissing sem- seminar and they're like, mm. okay, get close, okay, check, okay, open your mouth and touch lips, check, <laughs> put the tongue in, check, and then they're like, you know what? I, I get the gist of it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay attention to the rest, and they just leave the tongue in there. You know, like this sounds like he went to the same seminar. I had someone tell me, one of my friends told me that um, one of her exes used to lick her teeth when they kissed. <laughs> and apparently it's not that uncommon. I, why? Why? What if someone has a brush with, teeth? Would you, you start with the molars and then work? <laughs> I think it was just like the top one. <laughs> like lick all the back one. Oh. Maybe some people are really into that. I don't know. We're not oh. trying to kink shame anybody or whatever. You know, no. that's like, I think that's what's, actually... What's your dentist? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see how much plaque you have. <laughs> Help you get it off. <laughs> oh, exactly. oh, gosh. Oh, well, these stories were really great. Thanks for sharing them with us. I think the takeaway is... <laughs> you know, people want different things with kissing. They have different levels of like comfortability. They have different things they're looking for. It depends on the signals, the body language, where you're at, the location, and what you're like comfortable with. I don't know. So there's a lot to consider when it comes to kissing somebody, especially on a first date. I think what's great about this episode is that you know we could we could talk about this we could talk about this again and again and again and you know I'm sure it'll come up well, in guys, different episodes. We can it's do more nice podcasts about. on this. Oh, drink. <laughs> I hope people are still playing the date night drinking game. I wonder if anybody actually does play it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, t- let us know. know if you do. Right into Next us. Time an event, let us know if you play the drinking game. We'd love to hear it. Let that. us know if you sit at home and listen to us and just drink. <laughs> if we've pushed let you to drinking. Let us know if you think we're amazing. That's what we would like to know. <laughs> Peter, please. Peter, you guys. Um, yeah, so I guess before we wrap up this segment, we just want to, um, we've talked about reading the situation, reading the signals, thinking about the etiquette, um, and also in the future, we're going to be talking about the most romantic places to kiss in China. Oh yeah, follow the WeChat account because we're going to have a lot of articles coming out mm. related to kissing and we will be releasing the most romantic places to kiss mm. in China. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking for that perfect spot, then never fear, we have your back. So please follow our WeChat. You can find us if you type in DNC Podcast on WeChat. And then we also repost a lot of our um, articles and, and media on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter. And you can find that at Date Night China. 
And for more content and news on upcoming events, just keep. I'm just reading from the, <laughs> reading from the fucking document now. So, so that, that was so smooth until that point. Fuck. Ooh. I fucked it. Sorry, I fucked it. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't worry. Basically, if you like us, follow us, and there will be more things coming up. Yeah, I'm meant to be. You'd think, wouldn't you? Professional. Nathan's yeah. been drinking. <laughs> I'm not a very good reporter because I work in the giant. We're going to cut that out. No, just kidding. So thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate your support. We loved everybody who came out to the event. Please keep following our WeChat account for more information. We'll have a lot more articles coming out and a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Anything else, Al? No, I think it's been a great episode. And honestly, guys, keep giving us your stories because these ones were brilliant. We want more of them. Great. Really great. All right, well, we'll see you for the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.